0: You'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. If this is your first time here, then welcome. I am so happy to have you. And if you're returning, then welcome back. You are all in for a treat today because this week, this episode is going to be a solo episode As you all know, if you listen to the show, I like to share three conversations per month with fellow creatives who inspire me and who I know you all find inspiring as well. And then once a month, I like to come on and share a little bit more about me, my story, some of the lessons I've been learning throughout the creative process, some of the teachings that I want to impart, and some of the practices that I have for myself that I want to share with you all to help inspire and support your practice. So I'm really excited about today's topic because it's a topic that I've been thinking about doing for a long time and it's a practice that I've been cultivating for myself over the last three or four years and I'm really excited to get to share it with you today. And so today we are going to be diving into how to create your own artist retreat which is so fun. I feel like it's a perfect time to talk about this topic, especially now that we're in summer, summer vacation, COVID restrictions are being a little more lax. We're able to travel a little bit more freely, but also these creative artist retreats, as I like to call them, they do not you don't have to necessarily go somewhere to have these retreats. I'm gonna share with you Basically, what is an artist retreat, Um, how to create an intention when creating your artist retreat, how to plan these, how to schedule them, how to hold yourself accountable to actually scheduling them and doing them. And then also some ideas for some of the artist retreats that I've been on throughout the years and some ideas that you can do at home or if you want to do it locally I think one of my favorite things about this practice is that it's so individual to each person. It doesn't have to look one certain way. It can really be whatever it is that your creative soul is calling you to do, and that can look different every time every time i've gone on these creative artist retreats they've been so different every time and so i'm excited to kind of get into that today and share this with you but yeah i want to first state my intention and sharing this practice with you really as just another tool in your creative toolkit as something that you can do that can help inspire you and that can help support you throughout your creative process and throughout your life and really just spend intentional time with your inner creative artist with your inner child with your creative soul with yourself. So that's my intention with you today and to give you some ideas on how you can start to make this practice your own. So first, I want to get into the artist retreat and where the idea kind of comes from. And if you listen to this podcast, then you know one of the resources, one of the books that I love that really helped me along my journey and you'll hear from many guests, many guests always recommend this book as well and That is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And if you don't know what The Artist's Way is, it is a 12-week program, essentially. It's a book that Julia Cameron wrote about 25 years ago. And it basically takes you through a 12-step process to connect with your inner artist, to connect with your creativity. And it's really about the intersection, again, of creativity and spirituality, which is something we love on this podcast. And The Artist's Way is what has really catapulted me into the work that I'm doing today. If you know my story, I'll just give a little short, like, synopsis that, you know, after I had graduated college and was feeling really stuck as a creative, kind of questioning my purpose as a creative, all of those things, facing a lot of imposter syndrome and self-doubt, inner critic was very loud, all of those types of things that we as creatives and as people go through... When I did The Artist's Way, this was back in like the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, and it completely shifted everything. It's what led me into this path of creativity coaching and sharing creative workshops and finding ways to inspire others' innate creativity because creativity is something that we all have access to. You don't necessarily need to be an artist in order to be creative. We all know that creativity, or maybe we don't know all this, but this is this is my belief that we are all inherently creative and we just need to find ways to access and inspire that. So if you know the artist's way, you'll know that there are two main practices while doing the program and you know many years after. And those two practices are the morning pages and the artist's date. So morning pages are essentially three pages of stream of conscious writing that you do first thing when you wake up. Journaling practice, really brain dump, those kinds of words come to mind when thinking of morning pages. Uh, It's a beautiful practice that I've had for many years now and continue to have. I still do my morning pages most mornings. And then the second part of the two practices of the artist's way is the artist's date. And the artist date is supposed to be a weekly date where you go on a solo date with your artist. And this can look like so many different things. Maybe it's going to a cafe to journal for an hour. Maybe it's going to the museum. Maybe it's going to a movie by yourself. Maybe it's sitting at home and getting out some watercolors and painting. It doesn't matter what you're doing on your artist date, but it's about spending intentional time with your artist so and and it's kind of like in the artist way she kind of gets you to rework your brain and and thinking about like your creativity and your artist is someone that you need to nurture and spend time with and so just as you would be maybe dating in a new relationship or going out to see friends you want to have and show up with that same kind of commitment and accountability to your inner artist and As we all know as I know personally in my creative journey it can be really hard to hold yourself accountable when you're the only one who knows that you're accountable to it. So spending solo intentional time with yourself can be really difficult and of course Everyone has different responsibilities in life. You have work, you have kids, you have school, you have whatever it is that you have going on in your life. But having this intentional practice can be really supportive in making sure that you don't burn out, that you're not overworked, overstressed, overtired. One of the things that is actually really important to me in my work and what I aim to share is that engaging with your creativity and engaging in a creative practice is so much more restful than say binge watching on Netflix and I'm definitely not ragging on anyone who does that because I definitely have had my days and of course sometimes you really need that you really need to kind of shut off your brain and kind of unplug and escape for a while totally fine but I'm interested in a different way to practice self-care a different way to engage our minds in a very mindful practice and for me engaging with my creativity has been that mindful practice of, you know, spending, you know, if you have an hour or so to yourself or even 15 minutes, no matter how much time you have, spending that time doing something to fill up your creative cup is how you can then give and serve to others. So that's kind of my intention here too, that sometimes I think a block that can come up for people is like, isn't it selfish to take time for myself? But My intention here is to really show you, of course, that taking care of yourself is not selfish. It's how you show up and how you can be more selfless and be more of service. So that's just to say that. But yeah, the idea for Artist retreats really come from the idea of artist dates. And back in 2018, when I was doing The Artist's Way, I was dipping my toes into doing my artist dates and finding different practices that I liked and what was really inspiring to me. And then I had this crazy idea where I wanted to take myself on an artist retreat, basically an extended artist state. And I had this idea to go to London for five days. And I was working on the East Coast at the time and was just like really obsessed with this idea of taking myself to London for a solo artist retreat. And if you know me, then you know that solo travel is one of my favorite ways to connect with myself. I love being in new places. I love experiencing new cultures and new things. And I also really love solo traveling because it's my way to really connect with myself and listen to my intuition. And I find in my daily life I'm surrounded by so many people all the time. I'm rarely, really alone in my daily life. And that's been true since I was a child growing up with eight siblings. I've I'm always used to being around people. So getting away and going somewhere new by myself is really that chance for me to feel alone totally alone where no one else you know nothing else matters I'm also an empath so I take on other people's energy so I find it it's it's been really an important practice for me throughout the years to spend that intentional time with myself So I've already loved solo traveling but back in 2018 when I decided to do this extended artist state this artist retreat that I'm calling it I thought what better way to then go to London? So I went on this trip to London and I planned it like I was really trying to make it be my intentional artist retreat. And so I was thinking about all the different things that I wanted to do. And I really wanted to write in cafes and drink tea and go to museums and go to the West End, see some theater on the West End because I'd never been before. And I really like set this intention to work on a project that I was working on at the time, which was my one woman show. I wrote a one woman show back in 2017, 2018. I performed it in New York City in the beginning of 2019. It's called My Sexual Spiritual Awakening. So that gives you a little bit of insight into what it's about. I won't go too deep into that now, but that was the project, the creative project that I was working on. And I found that it was hard for me to work on this project in my daily life because I had work And then after work, I was with my partner and things come up, social time, whatever it is, things kind of come up and you don't really find that like intentional time to write. And so my intention, which was really my expectation of this trip, was to find a lot of time to write and again, explore the city and kind of just uh, be with myself. So I set out for this trip and I remember... I think I had this expectation that I would be like writing all day and I would wake up in the morning and I would do my writing practice and then I would write for my one woman show and try to come up with new ideas and really just like be in the creative flow without any of these external distractions that I usually have in my daily life like my partner or work or anything like that and I remember I would write and like I would feel good and then I'd be like, okay, well, you know, now I want to go see this and do this and do this. And there were so many things I wanted to do in London because it was my first time and I was only going to be there for a couple days. So I really wanted to squeeze everything I could out of that experience. But I remember feeling like, oh no, am I not doing what I intended or what I expected to do, which was to write what my one woman show. And thinking back on this experience is really Kind of funny to me because I can kind of, I can see how much has shifted in my mindset and how much I was trying to fit in in such a short amount of time instead of really just being open to the flow and open to the callings of my creative soul and knowing that I didn't need to write 10 hours a day in order to make it feel like I was writing. I, you know, the, the first hour that I was, you know, an hour of writing was enough or even less than that. But that trip, like, really inspired me, really opened up my creative well, so to speak, and also taught me a lot about having intention versus expectation. And so... The trip didn't end up really going how I had planned. I wanted to like get a certain amount of things done for my one woman show and ended up not getting as much done as I thought I was going to, but ended up being so surprised by some of the gems that I did find along the way. Like I remember I would walk around at night and I wasn't planning to see a lot of, I I, did, I only had tickets one night to see a show. And I, I, had, I had planned that, but didn't, like, buy any tickets the rest of the time. And then was just walking along and found this play that I wanted to see, walked in, they had tickets for that night, bought the tickets, and then ended up seeing one of the most, like, profound plays that I've ever seen. And so it's experiences like that that, you know, teach me that it's beautiful to have a plan and it's beautiful to have a structure, but you have to leave open the element for surprise and for flow. And... Again, my favorite thing about artist retreats is that they are so different and they're different every single time. That was an example of one that I took that was five days, which is very extensive. And then I've taken half-day artist retreats or I've taken full-day artist retreats. It can really look like anything and everything. And so because there's so much variety in how you can really work with this practice, I think it'll be most helpful to talk about intention and what is your intention for this experience for you. And this can vary. I mean, depending on what's going on in your creative life. Are you in need of some inspiration? Do you feel blocked? Do you feel stuck? I just went on an artist retreat last week and I knew it was time for me to go on an artist retreat because I was feeling really disconnected from my intuition and really disconnected from my inner voice. And felt like I needed something to spark that creative fire again. And I went on this artist retreat and I'll go into what I did that day as an example of kind of how you can craft your own. But that was my intention to really reconnect with my inner voice and my intuition. And that's what happened. And so going back to like how to set an intention, intention is such a Intuitive practice because it really is listening to what you need and then setting that intention to give yourself what you need. So maybe your intention is to relax, maybe it's to get excited, maybe it's to be inspired, maybe it's to fill your creative cup, maybe it's to work on a certain project or a certain idea and really take that time to listen. So there's so many different ways that you can set intention, but it's so beautiful to be able to set on a simple intention while being open to what may come of it. Because if we... If we set expectation, then we leave space and room for disappointment because your day, your experience might not live up to your expectation. Similar to how I felt in London where I had this expectation that I was going to write all day and finish my one woman show, which wasn't the case, but it wasn't the case because that's not what I needed. And so you really have to listen to what you need and trust that, Whatever happened um, is exactly what you needed. So releasing expectation and setting intention is something that's really important on these artist retreats. And, you know, then another question is like, what do you do on an artist retreat? And so what I would do is look at your intention and then think about all the things that you would love to do, but you don't have time to. So some great writing prompts, journaling prompts that you can use to inspire and support this practice is... What are some of your favorite things to do? So I want you to take out a paper and pen, or you can just take out your notes app on your phone and jot these down if you want to reflect on these later. But a question that I would love to ask is, what are some of your favorite things to do? Think of about 5 to 10 to 20 things. You can make a list. You can journal on this. But what are some of your favorite things to do? For me, my favorite things to do is like going to a coffee shop and reading, going to a coffee shop and writing. I love going to the beach and playing in the water, playing in the sand. I love having a beautiful meal. I love eating beautiful food. I love drinking beautiful wine. I love just indulging in my senses. So whether that's sight, taste, touch, smell, sensory experiences, I love you know, learning something new, learning a new skill, or researching something, or wandering around museum, and kind of get inspired by all of the paintings or the stories that are found there. So those are just some examples of what are my favorite things to do, and you're going to have different answers. So take a moment, and then the next question that I'd love to ask is, if you had A full day, you know, part of dreaming and planning this artist retreat is really allowing yourself to dream. And of course, not every activity is going to be possible, but it's kind of for you to get out of that like stuck everyday routine mindset and really start to dream. And so a question that I'd love to propose is if you had a day off and you could do anything you wanted and money and time was not an issue, what would you do? So what would your perfect day look like? And I love dreaming about what your perfect day would look like. This is a prompt that I love to give my clients in my creativity workshops, is really dreaming and planning out your perfect day. So when you have the time, go ahead and write down that question and just journal on it. Free associate. What would you do when you wake up in the morning? What would you eat for breakfast? Is there any morning rituals or practices that you would want to do? What would you do after that? What you know, would you do some movement? And then what would you what's your dream thing for lunch, for dinner? Like really visualize every aspect. And this is this is still your dreaming phase, right? So we're not being limited by the what ifs or the I can'ts. You know, just what would you do on your dream day? What does your dream day look like? So you can journal on that question. And for me, I'll share my dream day would probably go something like this. And again, we're not thinking money or time as an issue. So right now, and of course, this question can change all the time. If you had asked me this question last month, it would probably look different than my answer today. But my answer today is that I would wake up in Greece. I really want to go to Santorini, Greece right now. So I would wake up in Greece. I would have a beautiful fruit plate of fresh fruit and coffee overlooking the water and I would journal and then I would do some yoga and I would stretch and then I would meditate and then I would probably go down to the beach for a little morning swim. I would probably read a book, a really good book that I've been dying to read Then I would spend my lunch eating fresh fish and fresh Greek salad and wander the streets. I would probably go, you know, look at the shops for a little bit, just wander and and see where I was led. And then I would have dinner. I would probably have a beautiful glass of wine and some really amazing dinner and journal throughout dinner. And just spend time with myself, watch the sunset, take a walk on the beach, and then maybe after dinner, I would get some ice cream, and I would cozy up in bed and watch my favorite movie or whatever it is. So that's kind of like off the top of my head what my dream day in Greece would look like. So take that time to really visualize and dream. Dream as big as you can. And so then I would look at that and I would see say, okay, like what? what is it, you know, what is the feeling that I'm trying to cultivate throughout, you know, this dream day? And I mentioned practices like journaling. I want to journal. I want to have a like a slow mindful breakfast where I'm drinking my coffee and having fruit and really just spending time with myself, waking up, easing into the day, then doing yoga, like spending time with my body, then going to the beach and swimming and having some of that relaxation time and reading a good book, something that fills me up. So All of these aspects, like how how is that going to make me feel? It's going to make me feel inspired. It's going to make me feel luxurious comes to mind. So a practice that you can do is how do you want to feel? And some words that come to mind are creative, inspired, relaxed, recharged, luxurious, indulgent, sensitive, sweet, salty whatever whatever it comes to you so you can also write that question down how do you want to feel so once you determine how you want to feel once you've determined your dream day then you can kind of look at these some of these activities and see how these can apply to you know your creative artist retreat and you don't necessarily have to go to greece if to do this although if you have the resources and you can by all means do it i'm in full support of that but another thing that you can do and, and something that I want to mention to make this really accessible is that you can do all of those things at home. So I would look at my list and like see what activities I really have on that and what's important for me in that moment to experience. And so then after you've kind of spent some time reflecting and dreaming and maybe now you're getting really excited about the possibilities... Then I would start to think about, you know, what what do you have the resources for and how can you plan this for yourself? And I mean, of course, this is going to range and vary from everyone's specific situation, But if all that's available to you is doing something at home, you can totally do that. You know, look at those activities that you mentioned. And for me, it was meditation was important. Journaling was important. Going to the water was important, which I don't have to be in Greece to do any of those things. I can do those right right at home. And, you know, even if I wasn't able to leave the house for the day, how could I set up a day and plan a day where I'm at home that's really dedicated just to me and filling up my creative cup? So if I was going to do an artist retreat at home, which I did throughout the pandemic, um, I would set aside a really intentional day and I would plan it out maybe by, you know, planning out that morning, having a couple hours to write or to read maybe a book that I've really been wanting to read, but I haven't had time for. It's, It's about like finding things that you love and that are meaningful and inspiring to you. And, you know, you can take those elements, you know, in our dream Greek adventure and really Bring those elements to your personal life, to your home. One of my favorite questions is like thinking about your wildest dreams and then thinking about what is the 1% of that wildest dream. So, if you take the wildest dream of going to Greece and spending time on the cobblestone street, being in the Mediterranean Sea, swimming and reading, what are those elements that you could take home? And for me, I live in Connecticut. I'm right by the Long Island Sound, so going to the water during the summer is something that's possible for me, and I know that's not possible for everyone, whether or not you live near a beach or live near a body of water, but there are things in your local town, no matter where you live, that you can, you know, engage with. So if, you, if it's important for you to spend time in nature, how can you spend time in nature? Is it going for a hike? Is it going to the beach? Is it going for just a walk around your neighborhood and looking at things in a different light and noticing things that maybe you didn't take intentional time to notice before. So again, it's not so much about what you do, it's about how you do it and how you're infusing intention into it. Another really important thing is making sure that this time is for you. So (laughs) that looks like maybe turning your phone off and kind of getting rid of those distractions how can you really set this time up to be for yourself? So that's letting people know in your life that you're taking an intentional artist retreat. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but you're taking a day. And I want you to hold yourself accountable to yourself, just as you would if you were going to make a date with a friend, or with a partner, or with a family member, or a coworker. Just as you would show up for them, you wouldn't let them down when you you know say that you're going to meet somewhere and you're going to meet, you have to treat your artist, your inner child, your inner self with that same amount of respect. So if you make a plan to have an artist retreat two weeks from now on a Saturday, then you hold yourself to that plan. So if things come up, you say no because you have a prior commitment. And of course, if emergencies happen, only you know how to shift your life. But really like being firm and holding yourself to that standard is something that can help if you're someone who tends to flake on yourself. Um, So that's an important piece of it too. And then going back to thinking about that 1%, what is the 1% of of the wildest dream? And then you can craft your day around that. And so whether or not you're doing a full day, whether or not you're doing a half day, whether or not you're just doing an hour, or you're like me and you wanted to go to London and plan this like extravagant five-day retreat for yourself, I'll share last week when I was feeling really disconnected, I wanted to bring that same sense of adventure that i have and feel when i am solo traveling and it's not possible for me to solo travel right now so i was able to craft a day that kind of had those same elements and feelings in it and so like i mentioned i live on in connecticut right by the long island sound and there's a ferry that runs all year round to long island and so you can take this ferry it's like an hour and a half go across the Long Island Sound to Long Island. I had never, I'd been to Long Island before, but I've never taken the ferry there. And so I thought, what a great way to have an artist to treat. It feels like I'm traveling somewhere. Getting on a ferry is exciting to me, something that I don't normally do. And so I went on this ferry. I There was this coffee shop that I really wanted to check out in Long Island. And so I got to Long Island, got, you know, the hour and a half ferry ride. Then I took an Uber. I didn't have a car and... I had to take an Uber everywhere and they were like it was in the middle of the week so there weren't a lot of Ubers around so I had to wait like 30 minutes every time I took an Uber but so I took an Uber to this coffee shop I got some breakfast and coffee and then read my book for a while I read some of the books that were on their shelf and just kind of spent some time in the sun figuring out what I wanted to do next. Then I took a nice long walk to the beach, and because there were, the Uber situation was as such, I, I walked like a mile and a half to the beach in the sun, but it was actually really nice because I passed all these different farm stands and was able to just explore the land in a way that I wouldn't have if I was driving. So that was kind of a cool thing. And then I got to this beach, and it was just me there. There was no one else there. And I got to spend hours in the sun reading, journaling, swimming, which for me is something that completely fills my cup. And I had also turned my phone off to minimize distraction and really just make sure that I was, you know, holding myself accountable to the intention that I set, which was really listening to my intuition. So really just quieting all those external distractions, quieting all the external noise and really listening inward. So I read this book, The True Secret of Writing by Natalie Goldberg. I was journaling, having so many creative ideas come through my channel, was swimming. And then after the beach, after I had felt like I had, you know, had my fill, I went and took myself out to dinner. And solo dining is a funny thing because I think a lot of, from what I've heard, a lot of people, this is a practice that isn't very familiar or comfortable with them. And so I just want to acknowledge if you are uncomfortable solo dining, I want to encourage you to do it because it is, for me, I've never had a problem with it because I like to be by myself and I like to spend time with myself. And I think it's so beautiful when you can just take yourself out and treat yourself out. And so I went down to the downtown area and like thought about what I wanted to eat And it was really nice to not have anyone else's input. Like usually I'm with my partner. And so we're kind of going through these back and forth decisions of what do you want? What do you want? Oh, I'm thinking this. And just having to have someone else's input. But when you're on your artist retreat, you are the only person that you answer to And so it was really cool to just be like, okay, maybe I'll walk by here, see what they have, and then I'll go explore somewhere else. I ended up wandering into a bookstore and getting inspired by looking at books, because that's one of my favorite things to do. And then I ended up at this, like, fancy Mexican restaurant, and I ordered a glass of wine where I could people watch and just watch people walk by, and then I... What I love to do when I'm solo dining is get out my journal and just write. Because, you know, there's always that time where you're waiting for your food to come or you're waiting to order. And if you're with another person, you chat with the other person. That's typical. But when you're by yourself, it's really a chance to continue to have conversations with yourself. So I like to journal when I'm solo dining. And then after dinner, I got a cone of soft serve ice cream, which is the best on an East Coast summer. And I got to, you know, walk by the water a little bit. And then I took the ferry home and I got to see a beautiful sunset during the ferry ride. There was a rainbow during the ferry ride. So it just felt so magical and so just like, I just felt so filled up and felt like I had really reconnected to my intuition and then... At the end of the night, I got back home and it was the full moon. And so I went to a virtual full moon circle, which is also something I really enjoy doing. So it was this beautiful day where I really, I didn't have a lot of plans. This was an artist retreat where like I didn't, I didn't really plan out exactly what I was going to do. I just knew that my intention was to listen to my intuition. And I knew that I wanted to go to Long Island to ride the ferry. Like riding the ferry was the first thing that I wanted to do. And then go to this coffee shop was the second thing. And then going to the beach was a third. So I was able to do all three of those things, but I really kind of left open, like listening to my intuition. So I didn't know when I was gonna come back on the ferry. I didn't like book my return ticket. I just wanted to see how I felt. Maybe I wanted to spend half a day there. Maybe I wanted to spend the full day there. And I ended up staying for sunset or getting back just around sunset time. So I was able to watch sunset from the water, which filled me up immensely. So that's, that's kind of an example of like how an artist retreat can go. And something that I also want to address too, is that like, you might not have a full day to yourself. You might not have a weekend. You might have kids and you can't take a day off. You can't take a half day off. I totally hear you and understand you, but want to give you some ideas where you can kind of take this practice and take it to five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however long you have, only you know how much time you actually realistically have. And so I want to take it back to that 1% question. So allowing yourself to dream your wildest dream, dream your dream day, dream your dream creative retreat, and then taking the 1% of that. So, you know, if your wildest dream is to Wake up and have a luxurious morning with, you know, beautiful food that you cook for yourself. Maybe the 1% of that is ordering in that day, ordering in breakfast for you and the kids. Or maybe it's taking a walk to go to a coffee shop to pick up your latte. Like whatever it is, it's going to look so different for each person, but it's about giving yourself that same intention and that same feeling by taking that 1%. So I hope that your wheels are starting to turn and you have some ideas brimming for your next artist retreat. Again, these can be in half-day or full-day increments. You're not going to have all the time in the world that you might want to have. But it's a beautiful practice, and I hope that you are inspired to start it and really just spend this intentional time with your artists because let me tell you, the benefits are immense. I mean, going on an artist retreat... like I don't go on them that often even. I would say I've probably gone on maybe two this entire year. But the benefits are so immense. I really feel like afterwards, so recharged, so refreshed. Because of course, when you think of the word retreat, what is a word that you want to feel after a retreat? You want to feel refreshed, recharged, inspired, all of those things. And so... That is my hope and my wish for you. So let me know how this practice goes for you. Let me know what you learn, what comes up for you, what resistance comes up for you, because I think it can, you can face a lot of resistance when really being serious with yourself and really being serious with spending time alone and giving yourself that gift of intentional time spent alone. I think a lot of resistance can come up because... We don't always feel like we deserve it, or we don't always feel like we're worthy of it, but I just want to let you know that if those resistant thoughts come up, first of all, that's normal. Like, just because you're having those thoughts doesn't mean that you don't deserve to go on an artist retreat. You absolutely do. And then also notice what, like, limiting beliefs or blocks come up. Is it well, I don't have enough time. It might be nice to have five days to go to London, but I don't have that time or those resources or whatever that is, which is fine. You know, you have to look at what's a limiting belief and what is practicality and reality. And so your situation is going to be different than mine, but I want to encourage you to take that 1% of what your wildest dream is and know that you are so worthy of your wildest dream and also of the 1% of your wildest dream. And so this is a practice that you can start today. You can plan an artist retreat for tomorrow. You can plan an artist retreat for next week or next month. You can look at your calendar and see what you realistically have time for. Do you have a weekday open? Do you have a weekend open? Do you have a weeknight open? How can you block that time off in your calendar just for you? And really, I'm serious, put it in your calendar because if it's not in your calendar, it's so easy to kind of Blow ourselves off, but I really want you to show up for your artist just as you would show up for anyone else in your life because that's really important. And that's how you start to listen to your inner voice and start to really build this like authentic, beautiful relationship with yourself. And so I hope to have inspired you to do that today. Let me know what you're feeling. Let me know what you're thinking. If you like, have, if you need more ideas for a specific artist retreat based off your specific circumstance. I love talking about this topic so I would love to like give you suggestions based off where you live or based off what your lifestyle is so reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Van Doren, L-E-Y-A-V-A-N D-O-R-E-N and I would love to hear what you're thinking and like what what you want to do and how I can help support and help, help you in that kind of guiding planning process so that you can make it happen and hold yourself accountable and if you need someone to hold you accountable you can always reach out to me and let me know what you're doing and I'm gonna ask you how it went so I don't want you ghosting your inner artist because I think it's really important to spend that quality time with yourself because if we don't nurture ourselves then who will so that is my spiel for How to Create Your Own Artist Retreat. Let me know how they go. Please reach out with any questions, comments, concerns. I'm here for you, and I love you all so much. We'll catch you next week with another interview, and we'll talk soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. shining your creative soul.